Greetings and welcome to the Pure Report. I'm your host, Rob Ludeman. It's time to bring the orange with a returning guest, Mr. John Owings, Director of Cloud Architecture and the Field Solution Architects here at Pure. Welcome back to the program, my friend. Oh, thanks for having me. Glad always, yeah, always exciting to see what is going on with you. I think the last time we had you on, we kind of just uh, chatted a little about containers and Kubernetes and kind of what's going on. And now we've got some really new, fun, exciting news. Not only uh, your team that's out there spreading the good word, but also I think this is the first time we're kind of addressing and talking about the Portworx acquisition. Really exciting time for you, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's definitely, it, it kind of uh, validated what I thought for a long time. Like, yeah, Pure should be serious about containers. I've been saying that for like three years. And now, uh, I, you know, I think they showed they're really serious. Yeah, I know you guys have always been out trumpeting, you know, what we've been doing in that space and Pure Service Orchestrator. And now you've got, you know, this really fantastic company and offering and not only a great fit culturally, as we keep finding out as, as we're working with the, with the great team over at Portworks, but also the, just the, the offering really just plugs in really nicely into, into what we're doing. How does, how does Portworks kind of augment what we were already doing? How does this make what you're talking about even stronger? Well, it, I feel like for cloud native apps, right, which will be very generic, yeah. it completes that whole modern data experience vision that, that Pure has been talking about for a year and a half or so. Almost maybe, is it two years? I don't know. Yeah, it seems like it's two years. Yeah. I think so. 2018 when, when PSO kind of, you know, launched out and then we started really talking about that, you know, a, a lot more. Um, exactly. How, how do, where does that fit exactly? What does the so, offering consist of that, that, that makes it a nifty fit for us? So the core part is this, is this portion of Portworks. You know, it's an enterprise suite. It's got, there's all kinds of little different things on it, but the main portion is it, it is that it virtualizes the storage and basically brings it into Kubernetes. And now it can run anywhere, right? So anywhere you can run Kubernetes, we can take storage. It could be pure storage. It could be other stuff, right? Cloud. And it creates a common layer where we can run anything, right? So now I'm able to take an app, develop it on-prem, move it to the cloud. Great. Right, or move it from one cloud to the other. And all of those three of those can have different hardware underneath because Portworx is this common one, it's a common API for control and a common data layer. So truly, truly agnostic. I mean, certainly we'd we'd love the opportunity to showcase what we can do with pure underneath, but if that's not where somebody is, we can still participate. Exactly. So one of the exciting things for me, you know, obviously being on the pre-sale side where I work with a lot of prospective customers. Yes. Is, is now any customer that says, you know what, we're not ready to buy all new hardware. There's, it's still, there's still an opportunity now to s continue to help them out on their journey with Kubernetes, with cloud native, even if they're in a spot where like, hey, we just last year bought all this old stuff, you know, and, and you know, we'd love to replace it and I'd love for them to replace it, but they don't have to right away. Yeah, something that can be on the roadmap and, and ideally showing how Pure Plus Portworks is, is better together, but at least you can have those kinds of conversations. And I guess, the, you know, the timing is right. I mean, cloud native, it's already been exploding, but, the, you know, there's a number of stats that are, that are quite amazing, you know, that, you know, like 95% of new apps are being developed in containers, 81% of enterprises are working with two or more cloud providers, 
Uh, 78% of CNCF members are using Kubernetes in production, which is which is kind of a new development, which is cool to see. Mm-hmm. And that, you know, there's going to be a lot of container adoption within the next, you know, three or four years, 85% of businesses adopting containers, but in production, I think, it, it, do you see that as one of the biggest changes is that, you know, previously this was kind of a development thing, but now there's enterprises really relying on this for, for prod workloads. Exactly. And that's obviously where we're super interested is, is as it gets into production, the data and the resiliency of that data is amazingly important, right? So now where people kind of got held up before, maybe they were using some open source project or some yeah. kind of side thing. And at, you know, for a little development team, it worked fine. But as they actually tried to go live or move that into production, they hit gigantic roadblocks. And that's what Portworx has made to really get them into production. Obviously, you can use it in dev. We have freemium versions, free versions of essentials. You could just go use it. Uh, you don't need to buy anything. You just download it and go, go to town. Great. But as you move that into production and you want to start getting those enterprise data features, that's that's where like a lot of the other projects or other side projects that have been failing and one kind of hurting people's perception of Kubernetes. Like, well, this is not ready, right? When it really is this whole, it really kind of stopped on this data portion and we really feel like Portworks answers that better than anyone else and combine that with what we've already been doing. Like it's a great opportunity. Yeah, because when you go into that enterprise mindset, you really need to have a, a really comprehensive approach. And and it's interesting, you know, when the, the announcement happened, I kind of went over to the Portworks website and was just sort of looking around. I was very impressed at the breadth of the offering. I mean, you're covering data protection, security aspects, um, obviously hybrid cloud that you've already mentioned, uh, but even some some logos in and around sort of the cloud native or open source database with kind of a database as a service approach. There's there's just a lot of robust um, features as well as a, a broad offering, and that probably makes it easy for you to have some of these enterprise conversations, right? Exactly, because it, it really comes from two perspectives, right? Our traditional customer who was a storage team, an infrastructure team. And as Kubernetes has kind of come into their world, they've said, well, what about backup? What's the policy for backup? Yeah. <laughs> and that's stuff that the, the development teams, like the application owner never thought of. Like, I just deploy my app. I, you know, that was your job. And, and now we need a common platform to be able to deliver, you know, an SLA, a, you know, something you can show to the compliance team saying, yes, we back up our database. Every, it, somehow it moved out of a VM and into a container and it's still backed up. It's still secure. We keep this many days of it, all that fun stuff. Yeah. And we have a policy and that's all the stuff the compliance teams want while all the ease of use and mobility and the DevOps speed that we get is what makes these app teams really want to use it. We're like, hey, now I can just do as a service. I can just say, I want some storage and it just happens, right? And that's really what they're looking for. Yeah, really, it's all about it's all about automation and that orchestration and making it really easy. Um, you bring up a good point, though, right? I mean, it, it is interesting. I know you've probably been talking to those different kinds of groups, right? The non-traditional folks that we speak to, because typically we've been in and around classic IT or storage admins, and then you've got the DevOps folks and and the app owners. Are we are we kind of bridging a gap between those? Like you mentioned a moment ago, you know, the app folks are like, wow, whatever. What do you mean that's not backed up? Like I just need to use it. Are we kind of bridging a gap? Gap? Is it making those conversations easier to help, you know, the two sides understand what, what the needs are in each case? Yeah, 
absolutely. We're, we're definitely bridging that gap, but also allowing that app team to just go do what they want and not have to ask hmm. about that. So the enterprise IT team can now just have it, have a backup policy, have a replication policy, have HA and DR and all that stuff without, you know, having to get in the way or be the roadblock for the, the innovation that's happening on the app level. And that's really what we want. We don't want to, we don't want to make them opposed to each other. We want them to one work together, but the best thing is like if there's automation and the, and everything that we're doing is correct, they shouldn't have to rely on each other for anything. Like you just, everyone gets to do their part and innovation happens and everyone's happy. And that's, that's the ideal. So what, what do these DevOps teams need then really? I think we have a clear understanding of what classic IT and, and storage teams are looking for, but from the aspect of, you know, speed, you know, what, what are these teams looking at doing? They're having to tend, contend with data growth and, and then obviously security of, of those combination, you know, what are, what are the things that stand out that they're trying to do where we can really solve for that? Well, what they want is to not have to have to pause to go do infrastructure things. Okay. Right. So like you look at data growth, you mentioned that. Yeah. Right. So being able to just deploy your application and then have a policy that says when this reaches 70% full, make new storage or expand Yeah. without anyone touching it. Right. That is something that's built into Portworks. Right. And, and that could work the same in vSphere on-prem as it can in AWS. Right. And so one from their, their perspective, like that should have already been happening. Yeah. <laughs> they don't know, understand why, what, what do you mean it filled up? Like somebody should have expanded that. But so now we've actually have the ability to build policies into that where they can just grow as they want. And that one, like that saves them on their costs. I know we didn't even mention that yet, but no, like if you're no, using the cloud, yeah. Like, let's say I, if I pre-provision a hundred terabytes, like Amazon's going to charge me for a hundred terabytes, whether I'm using it or not. Yeah. But if I use something like this, I can actually get, you know, here's my five. And if it grows and it starts to get a little close to being full, you know, add five more and I can just allow that automation and use the scale of the cloud to my benefit and not have to pay upfront for everything. Yeah. Good point on the, on the cost aspect that was kind of left out. Cause that is something that's one of those hidden costs that can, that can, you know, it's a gotcha <laughs> yeah. at, at times that can, that can, uh, that can come up. Okay. So sort of summarizing really it's, it's, we're, you know, we're abstracting via automation and, and policy, a lot of the sort of the manual tasks that maybe have been holding things up uh, in the past. Are, are, are there limitations? I mean, we've kind of moved and shifted and we talk about this sort of any, mantra, you know, like any app, any cloud, you've already covered any infrastructure, right? We're inclusive of there, but is that really the case, right? I mean, we're, we're agnostic, you know, any app that you want, any cloud that you want to participate in, we've, we've got a, we've got a story here. It, it, it's, it is 100% true. Okay. Right? Uh, you can run in any cloud and in what's nice is one, it's common, right? You can use yeah. that standard platform, but two is now I can expect the same. So you know, it may be a surprise to people, but the way things perform in Azure is way different than Amazon when it's different and the way things work in Google. And so, you know, a lot of people have built their whole, you know, expertise on knowing that one cloud, but like knowing them all, is kind of hard. Like there's probably someone out there. It's not me, yeah. but you know what I mean? Like being able to have something common that to make it where I can work between all those and also get them, you know, performance is still very important. And we want to be able to provide 
hey, I want the same kind of performance out of Azure as I expected out of Amazon, you know, and whatever intricacies that actually have to happen to make that happen, we're going to abstract and make it seamless for you. Which means, you know, if I'm reading into that a little bit, we can actually go and talk cloud mobility as well, which I think is sort of the nirvana, right? Is, is you know, we don't really care. We're going to deploy it how and where we want, when we want. Um, that opens up some some new opportunities and agility. I don't, it gets yep. all back to agility here, I think, right? But cloud mobility seems to be a really powerful play. Yeah, it it is, and and now it's kind of open to anywhere. And if you decide like there's a cloud provider in Australia you really love, like it's going to work. They got block storage, so it'll work. Yeah. Um, what about the data protection angle? That is a hot one, and you mentioned that previously. And I know on the prior podcast we had talked a little bit around that subject, but um, you, you still got to have that data protection in place, security, there's compliance and governance. Are these other things that are baked in to the solution? Absolutely. I mean, one, I mean, there's security. So th there's a way to do your bring your own key encryption. So every single volume would be in encrypted to whatever keys you provide, right? So that's kind of nice, especially if you have multiple groups that should not be able to read each other's data. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's also good. Um, I don't, if I'm putting it in the cloud, I may not want it just sitting unencrypted out in the cloud. That's important as well, right? So that's one thing, security, right? And it's usually for, at least for how we're approaching it now, it comes down to key management and encryption. Data protection though, it could be a couple of different things. One, it could be, hey, how many replicas of this do you want? Right. Right. We may still have like the actual data protection on the, like on a flash array, right? We have the N, N plus two raid where we're, you know, if you lose a, you lose a flash module, you're not going to die. Everything's yeah. okay. But like on top of that, let's say I want to be able to have a replica of that in on another array or on a, in another rack, right? Portworx enables that. So now I can say, Hey, make sure that if this whole rack disappears, it instantly fails over and I lose you know, I have zero RPO to go over to rack number two. Um, and I could just set that as a tag in a storage class. I can just say, make sure everything that uses, every database that uses this class is always, you know, N plus two mirrored wherever it needs to go. Cool, right? So that's that kind of protection, but it could also be, I need it to go to another region or another site. So it may be asynchronously go off to the cloud or, or synchronously go between two, AZs in the cloud. So if you last week, you know, depending on when you post this, but last week for us today, you know, when US US West or US East one went down, you know, it would have been nice to have the same exact stuff in US East two, so that, you know, some of the services we all know and love that didn't work last Wednesday would have still worked. Yes, I was counting on a nice uh, user guided row on my hydro machine. And uh that outage kept me from getting my exercise in for a good good chunk of the day. It is very yeah. interesting when those things happen. How you can't you row without you can, the people that they said my my vacuum doesn't work because the cloud's down. Yeah, well, I think there was some Nest stuff too going on, or some some you know home automation things as well. You know, it's yeah. like I can't unlock my door, or I can't view my yeah. You know, so it is interesting when those things occur, and and obviously here what you've highlighted is a great need for for having those you know, automagic or autonomic failover things in place so that you can keep things going and running. And, you know, it gets back to the statistics and we're talking about so many enterprises working with multiple cloud providers and talking about so many businesses doing this in production, probably, you know, one of the main things that needs to be in place is a really robust, you know, data protection and, and kind of failover strategy. Super important. Yeah. Um, 
talk a little bit about, I meant to do this up top, but I kind of kind of shifted on because I was too excited to talk about Portworx. What, you know, your role has evolved a little bit. You're now, uh, you know, running a team of, of really talented architects, including some folks from Portworx, which is really cool. How's that going for you? Uh, I assume the team is super, super busy. We had to reschedule this a couple times because it's uh, hard to pin you down. But um, how is that going? I assume it's super exciting. I mean, you've got new toys to play with and talk about. But uh, talk about what the team is up to. What, what have you been up to the last couple months? Oh, yeah. I mean, it's one, I mean, it's a lot of helping with culture, making sure, you know, the new Portworx people are at home. Yeah. which I think, you know, Pure's a fun place. It's a, it's a great place to work. So that, that's not a hard sell. Like I don't have to do anything extraordinary to convince them that Pure is amazing. Um, so that, that's been pretty good. Um, and then I'll, the rest of the time is, is doing a lot of, you know, just talking to customers. Just yeah. so many, so many customers saw this, like people that were kind of interested in Portworks, but you know, they're like, well, they're this little startup company and which and they weren't, they were like 90 people. So it wasn't tiny, tiny. Yeah. And, and they, and they're, you know, but now they're like, oh, well, you know, Pure's behind it. We love it. You know, let's, let's do it. Right. And so like the, the number of POCs is, is skyrocketed. The, um, the team needs to grow like, and we're working on that as well. Good. If anyone saw, I had a Twitter post the other day, I just <laughs> said, Hey, does somebody know, you know, anyone that knows Kubernetes, right? We're looking for them. And, you know, and so, you know, we're, we're growing the team. That's, that's a whole new thing for me. Like, you know, actually searching for and hiring people. So that'll, that'll be a fun little task for me for over the next year or so growing that team out. But it's, it's been exciting for, well, personally for me, you know, it's been, it's been good. And then the team I think is coming together. And, uh, and then the other thing we've spent a lot of time on is, is just how, what the, you know, what's going to look like two years from now. Yeah. And so um, we'll be excited to reveal that as we go over, you know, uh, maybe I'll leave that as a, as a carrot. So you'll have me back on again someday. No, it's a good dangling. And of course, legal never likes us to talk about very solid futures, but it's good to dangle that out there as that, you know, if there's more to come. And I think that would be obvious, right? We're looking to mm -hmm. integrate this, this technology as seamlessly as possible. And already, you know, there's a great cohesive story, um, that is out there. Folks can go hit the website. We've got updated web pages, and of course, the Portwork site is just fantastic. I love all the the graphics and the icons and the visual ways that they represent what they do. It's uh, it, it's and just it's fantastic. If you go to the docs too and yeah. look look at like there is actually a like live demos section where you can play with it. Right? It runs in a it runs in like an encapsulated container environment. So it's not huge, but if you want to like go run some commands and deploy Postgres and test it out, like you can just do that. You don't even have to have a Kubernetes cluster. You can just go into the uh, Portworks website and do that. Well, and that's, I think that's really important because I think that's the way that the roles that we're talking to, right? The personas that we're speaking to, the DevOps folks and the app, you know, the application folks, that's how they really like to experience, right? It's one thing to pull down a, a tech white paper or watch a demo, but it's, it's probably far more powerful for these folks to actually get their hands on it and just see how it works and see how easy it is. Yeah. Yeah. The, and, and one of the, one of the things that drew me to doing this is that people like me where I don't necessarily want to hear like a two hour sales pitch. Nobody does. <laughs> I want, I want to go touch it and yeah. play with it, put it in a lab and find all the flaws and find all the good things I like. And then I'll go talk to you about it. <laughs> so no, I think that's great that we have that. 
Super cool. Super cool. Any, you know, it's early, but any interesting engagements? I mean, you mentioned that, you know, there are folks who are kind of looking at it now that's part of Pure. They're like, hey, I'm all on board. Any that, you know, no customer names necessary, but any that you've kind of broken through and shown them and they've seen the light and been like, yeah, we, we want to go do this. Yeah, there's a couple of places where at least a couple of different industries where it seems like it's really kind of starting to click, right? One is in financial. All, all these like banks, they're looking to redo the way they've done, you know, of course they have the oldest software in the world. Sure, and so sure. they're all trying to redo it and they're all trying to keep up and better the, the next guy. Yeah. So that's, that's huge, right? Because that, that's really the promise of Kubernetes, but now the data has to come along with it. And then also what I've seen, and we've already had a couple of, of pure, you know, new, I would say new pure customers come in um, is retail where the, you know, retailers, they're, they're one, in this day and age with the pandemic and all that, they're trying to be more efficient and online presence is way more important. So a lot of this is just plays right into the efficiency and innovation that comes in Kubernetes and, you know, being that data platform is a great place to be. Yeah, no, it's all about, you know, evolving and, and bringing out new features to end users to, to make your offering more valuable. And if this is a way we can enable that, um, that's fantastic. Well, any, anything you would, you would close with advice for folks that have been thinking about this or looking at this, like, where would you want to send them? I know there's, you know, there's, there's, uh, free trials out there of PX enterprise and PX backup. I mean, those are good starting points, but, uh, it sounds like even on the website, there's a lot of great ways that people can go and explore this. Absolutely. Like I would say go straight over to, if you, I think if you go to docs.portworks.com, or or central.portworks.com it'll it'll take you to the same sign up web page and then you'll get access to the docs get access to the free downloads for essentials which is free forever so um that's really good you can get a 30-day trial for for uh enterprise so if you want to try like the replication and some of the more advanced features get 30 days to play with that and something we and i'll be in trouble for not even saying it, is that you could trial out is uh, px backup Okay. And, um, being able to back up, I mean, we mentioned backups, but like there's actually a way, you know, it's a whole separate product. Like you don't have to have Portworks Enterprise to use BX backup. If you're using some other CSI driver, you can use the backup product to take application centric backups of your, of your um, environment, even if you're not using Portworks or Pure or whatever. So that's kind of, that's really cool. So, you know, go check that out. Um, obviously, I think that that leaves everyone a lot of work, a lot of homework to do before the next time I talk to them. Yeah, that's right. That's right. But we want to get folks started, right? So yep. if you are out there, you know, go take advantage of these, you know, if you're in the development community or owning an app, or even if you're on IT, probably worth investigating this. We are going to keep evolving uh, this story and how this integrates with Pure. But uh, John, it sounds like you and your potentially growing team are going to have a lot of work ahead of you, which is uh, super exciting. So yep. Thanks for carving out a little bit of your day to come share about what's going on. Well, thank you for having me. Super excited. Anytime, anytime. We will line you up again. And uh, thanks, everybody, for listening. If you want to go for more info, one of the starting points, we do have a page on purestorage.com. You can go to purestorage.com slash portworks, P-O-R-T-W-O-R-X. 
And uh, why don't you go ahead and plug your Twitter handle? Because I do view you as a great thought leader in this uh, space. I love, I love, you know, well, thank you. that, that and off. my snarky soccer tweets. Um, yes, you and I do compete with our snarky. T- at least you have a good MLS team and I have to suffer with the earthquakes. But uh, you know, <laughs> yeah, you that one on someday me, yeah. when you're allowed to travel, I'll take you to a game out here. I fans. would love it. I'd love to see real. Well, we have real fans, too, but I'd love to see a giant building filled with fans. You know, yes, it's be super cool. fun. Hopefully we'll be able to do that again someday. So, yeah, my Twitter is john j-o-n underscore two vcps it comes from vcps and doing vmware stuff way back in the day and uh yeah you know if you have questions feel free to send me messages on on twitter i i definitely check them yes you are very active uh one of many in the community that i love to follow and uh, find entertainment hey thanks john appreciate you uh coming on today and uh good luck with everything we'll have you on again in uh, a few months here to see how things are evolving all right perfect Thanks for having me. Absolutely. And thank you for listening to this episode of The Pure Report. Uh, Tell a colleague, tell a friend about this great episode. We'll keep bringing great guests like John on. And with that, we will wrap for Pure Storage and John Owings. This is Rob Ludeman saying, don't look back. Something might be gaining on you.